All right, welcome back to the Biased Opinion Podcast. We got a big episode today. Champions League final preview coming up this Saturday. We have four guests today. So, uh, yeah, Bernardo, get us started. Introduce yourself. My name is Bernardo. I'm Brazilian, big soccer fan, sports fan in general, um, and also a big Liverpool fan amongst other teams. But, yeah, I'm feeling, feeling good about the game. The team um, has a way of winning um, these games throughout this season in the last couple of years. So I'm pretty confident. Obviously, there's some areas of concern, especially with some players uh, potentially being out with injury. Uh, Thiago is still a question mark whether he'll play or not. Fabinho is looking like he will. But other than that, feeling pretty confident that he'll be able to put a good game together and win and win it for us. Also joining us is uh, Finn. Finn, how are you uh, feeling about this game? I'm feeling good. If Fabinho doesn't play, uh, I think Liverpool are going to be set up very well. Um, really don't think he's a key to the game at all but uh yeah i'm feeling good for trent to pick up number two and work his way to the greatest english defender of all time smalley also joining us you're uh big into the uh, fullback matchup aren't you absolutely i think uh one of the big details about this match that is being overlooked is the defensive qualities of each team obviously we know that you know you're gonna have kareem benzema scoring goals you're gonna have salah on the wing scoring goals i think a big part of the matchup that a lot of people are kind of discounting is is how these two teams are going to going to get set up defensively and and uh, how they're going to limit the other team's chances. I think there's going to be a big role played by both fullbacks on both teams. Jose also joining us, our fourth and final guest. Jose, you're Colombian, I believe, and uh, one of the signings of the season in January was uh, Luis Diaz. How do you think he's uh, improved Liverpool this season? Yeah, so um, I'm excited to see a, a Colombian there. Uh, Luis Diaz definitely starting on Saturday. Going back to that fullback matchup, I think Carvajal won't stand a chance against Luis Diaz's pace. Luis Diaz has also been a clinical player this whole season. Back, uh, last FA Cup final, he was man of the match. He was man of the match in the match coming in against Villarreal. And I, I think Luis Diaz is going to give Liverpool that, that edge they need to, to win the game. Seamus, anything in particular that stands out to you about this matchup? Yeah, I guess before we get started, just to clarify for some of our listeners who might have no idea what we're talking about right now, uh, we're talking about Ch- UEFA Champions League final. I've heard it described as a Super Bowl of European soccer, I guess you could say, um, between Real Madrid and Liverpool. I uh, just know that some of our listeners, like myself, definitely more casual uh, followers of the sport, may not know what's going on here. Um, but for me, I'm focused on the manager matchup. Uh, we got Carlo Ancelotti, uh, Real Madrid. Might have said his name wrong. Ancelotti. Ancelotti. Tough one. Uh, he's the only manager to ever win a uh, title in all five major leagues. He's won three Champions Leagues already, going up against Klopp for Liverpool, who uh, not a big fan of. He's accomplished. He's a good coach, but he seems to be like a me first, team second guy, uh, kind of celebrates and always needs to be on camera after every single win, always complaining, always whining. So I think the, the manager matchup here is definitely what I'm going to focus on uh, in this episode. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Real Madrid has the edge there by far. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I think this is a big legacy game for Liverpool. I think this uh, group of players is kind of coming to the end of their cycle, or at least they're on the back nine. And Liverpool, they've been a great team in the Premier League, but they only have one Premier League title to show for it because Man City just picks up 95 points every single season, so it's tough to win the league. And I think for Liverpool, this could be the difference between being remembered as like a good team or an all-time great team. Because Liverpool, this group of players, they've won one Premier League, one Champions League, one FA Cup, one Carabao Cup. But I think a, uh, a Champions League here, a second Champions League uh, for Salah and Mane and all those players, that could be... I mean, this, this is probably their best chance to win a major silverware because it's going to be hard to win the league with Man City, especially after they just got Holland. What do you think, Bernardo? Yeah, I mean, it makes me uh, nervous, a fan. Um, coming into, like, the last stretch of the season, obviously, always optimistic to win the league, but realistically, you knew that um, chances were against this, especially City having all the options they have and if someone's not playing well they have extreme quality coming off the bench in every single position so I, we, I knew it was going to be hard um, to pull it off and it, it was close closer than I expected actually but um, having the final and being able to have that next opportunity to win a big trophy 
is a big uh, encouragement and it's very exciting. Um, and if they do win it, I believe that, like you said, it'll be a great thing to enhance their legacy. But um, but yeah, I think that the uh, I mean, Seamus mentioned that the coaching matchup is important, but also I think that the most important thing is the players because it doesn't matter if the coach draws up the game plan and the players don't execute. Um, and I think that Liverpool, at least on paper, has the better players um, in most positions. And I think that if the if their offensive game is on point, that will prevail over uh, Real Madrid. Finn, what do you make of uh, Mohamed Salah and his season uh, so far to this date? Um, I think he kind of stat padded early on, um, and that led to him getting overrated. I was glad to see him lose, deservingly, the Premier League Player of the Year to Kevin De Bruyne. Um, definitely wasn't even the best player on his own team for the Premier League, and especially in the Champions League, he's probably not even top five this season. Happened behind Trent, Allison, Van Dyke for Champions League alone, Kanate, and then maybe Mane or someone. Not Fabinho. But, uh, yeah, I think Salah's fallen off. If he regains any of his form from October or from 2018-19 is real prime, um, this game's going to be over quickly. Uh, frankly, I don't see that happening the way it's been going. I think he's just going to shoot a few over the bar, blow a couple chances, <laughs> and dribble some out of bounds with a bad cross here and there. Maybe if the game's a blowout, he'll sneak in three assists at the back end to some of his better teammates that can poach at the net. And... Uh, Steel, not a man of the match. I couldn't see that happening, but steel performance that people will say <laughs> helps his legacy. Smalley, do you have anything to add? I mean, listen, I'm a big Sola fan. I think he's obvious. I mean, obviously, he's one of the best players in the Prem. Um, I do have to agree, though. I think, I think obviously, a big sticking point for me is how is Ferland Mendy going to be able to cover him, right? So. You know, the Real Madrid back line is pretty solid, as we know. we got to figure out exactly who they're rolling out um, to really determine how well the Liverpool back line can handle them. I think what will be interesting to see is, are Madrid going to roll out Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr., or are they going to go with more of a, a four- or five-man midfield with Valverde sitting in there um, playing Kareem Benzema up top with um, Vinicius Jr. and stuff like that. Uh, so I think that's that's going to be the big thing, right? Obviously, you have Salah for Mendy. That's a big matchup. Um, I think that Trent's going to get up the field no matter what, and he really isn't going to be playing with too many defensive responsibilities. I think it's going to be up to, you know, Virgil and then either Matip or Kanate, whoever starts, and Robertson to really be able to corral Benzema, who obviously is going to get a ton of chances, Vinicius Jr., who has the pace, who has the skills and stuff like that, who's going to be cutting in a lot from... Trent's side. Um, I think a big, like I said, a big detail is who plays Rodrigo or Valverde. If it's a five-man midfield and Valverde is in, I think Liverpool are going to have a significantly easier time than if they're playing against three up top. Jose, you mentioned uh, before the show that the last time Real Madrid lost in the Champions League final was to Liverpool in 1981. Do you think uh, Real Madrid have an advantage here considering their illustrious Champions League history? Yeah, I, I'd say they do because... When you look at the Madrid roster versus the Liverpool roster, the Madrid rosters, most of the players have won two, if not three, UCLs within the last 10 years. Um, you're looking at a group of players that's experienced. They know how to control their emotions, how to get their team playing well during games like these. Um, they might not be coming off their strongest seasons, play, given that like La Liga isn't as competitive as it used to be. But when you look at players like Modric, uh, Alaba, Cruz, Casemiro, they all, they've all been here before, and they seem to always be on the winning end of that. So I'm just curious to see how that Liverpool inexperience, given that most of the players have been in the win against Tottenham, which is not as hard as an opponent, and also lost to Madrid a few years ago. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see if the Liverpool better team on paper can, can outclass the experienced players on Madrid. James, anything else that catches your eye? Yeah, I guess um, there's definitely a couple player matchups that I think are going to be interesting. Mostly, I'd say uh, Benzema is, I mean, I think a lot of people will call him the best player in the world right now. I think he's the front runner for that award, um, from everything I've heard at least. Uh, and he's going up against Virgil van Dijk, who I think people would say is the best center back in the world. Uh, so I think that's going to be interesting. And I also think, I'm rooting for Real Madrid. I'm definitely biased towards them, no doubt. I hopped in the bandwagon, followed PJ on there a few weeks ago. Uh, but 
I will say uh, Danny Carvajal, I don't think he's very good. He's the right back, I believe. I think he's actually bad. And he, <laughs> he has a matchup against Luis Diaz, uh, Jose's guy, who every time he steps on the pitch, the guy is just scoring goals, creating chances. I think I think Real Madrid could be screwed there. That, that's a matchup that I, I don't think Salah is the story. I don't think Benzema is even the story. I think those two guys have much di- more difficult matchups than – I mean, Luis Diaz, he could have – he could take this game over, I think. This is just a complete mismatch. Danny Carvajal is not – he was a liability in the semifinal game that they somehow won. This guy's not good. Yeah, Danny Carvajal is also a liability against uh, PSG. I think Mbappe tore him up. I want to go to the uh, the pass that each team took to the final. Liverpool had a pretty easy path, all things considered. They beat Inter Milan, then they beat Benfica, and then they beat Villarreal. So those teams aren't that great. But then you look at Real Madrid's path. They beat PSG and obviously came back on the second leg there. They beat Chelsea that came back on the second leg there. And then they also beat uh, Manchester City, which is obviously a big choke job. But Real Madrid did come back on the second leg there. The interesting part about this one is that this game will not be played at home where Real Madrid had made all their comebacks. So, Bahia, what do you think? Do you think uh, Real Madrid will be able to take their home success in the Champions League onto a neutral field? No, one thing that makes me encouraged a lot is, um, especially against PSG and Man City, their first leg performances were not great uh, because they were taking more of a, I think, defensive stance from my understanding. And I think if they take that same approach against Liverpool, um, they might hopefully follow the same path in which uh, Madrid doesn't create a lot, doesn't, doesn't offer a lot of goals. Obviously against Man City, they, they scored three goals, so they did have a lot of chances. But PSG game specifically, they had minimal goal threat and they almost pulled out a draw uh, away, but Mbappe scored the last minute, obviously. But against Man City, Man City was through on goal several times. They had chance, enough chances, clear chances to score like six, at least six goals. Um, and I think that if that if the same scenario plays out in this game, Liverpool is a much more uh, is a better team at converting their chances uh, consistently than Man City is. Um, obviously, they get less of them, being that the nature of City is to keep the ball at all times and create like. Several and several chances a game, um, but yeah, that's what I think uh, is encouraging, especially in a setting where it's neutral ground. Uh, like you said, a lot of Real Madrid's um, success in the comebacks was due to their uh, home advantage, and that's not the case in this situation. So it's definitely very encouraging. Finn, uh, looking at the stats in the uh, Champions League this year, Trent Alexander-Arnold has played in eight games and he has uh, four assists. What do you think the uh, impact he'll have on this uh, final will be? I know he's one of your favorite players. Um, I think he's definitely had a huge impact, and I think one of the things that he brings is uh, composure. And building off what Bernardo said, a lot of Real Madrid's comebacks that happened in the Champions League were a lack of composure from the opposition. Uh, Man City obviously dominated the game and let up two cheap goals at the end to one of the worst players in the world. Um, <laughs> subbing on Jack Grealish was awful. And the comeback against PSG was a lot to do with Marquinhos in the back line of PSG with just a complete collapse. Uh, Marquinhos looked like he was back playing U12 soccer. I don't know what happened. He's usually a class player, and it was a bit disappointing to see that. But what uh, makes me confident in Liverpool is they, they're usually not like that. I think Van Dyke, Trent, as much as I hate on Fabinho and... Uh, Keita and Tiago, I think they're all very composed players that bring a lot to a team, and uh, I think that'll allow them to take an early lead and not let it go. Small, any other uh, big takes you have on this game? Honestly, yeah. Uh, one of the big things as well that I kind of want to look at is is the bench of, of both teams, right? So Madrid, you know, you're going to have Asensio coming off the bench. You're going to have Eden Hazard potentially coming off the bench. Um, you know, Camavinga can definitely do a job in the midfield, say if a Modric gets hurt, a Casemiro gets hurt. Um, you know, that's really, really interesting on the, the Liverpool side of things, right? You, you kind of look at it and, and you're going to say to yourself, who's going to start, right? Are you going to start Bobby Firmino or are you going to start Jota? One of those guys is going to be coming off the bench, which is huge, obviously. You also have a little bit of pace that you're definitely going to be able to, uh, interject there if, uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain needs to come on for one of the wingers. Um, obviously he's not very good. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain not coming onto the field. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, you know, you, you 
a lot of people discount injuries. There, there's always something that can go wrong to a team's plan, right? So, so you definitely have to look at the benches. What kind of changes are each manager going to make? I think personally that Real Madrid has the upper hand on that side of things. Um, but, you know, obviously we're going to see by the time the 60th minute comes around, whoever's winning is going to be able to, uh, to make some, some better changes than the other team. Yeah, Small, you do bring up a good point. Jose, uh, building off of that, Real Madrid came back against Manchester City without uh, Luka Modric, Toni Kroos, and Casemiro on the field after made all those subs. So how do you think uh, Real Madrid's bench will be able to impact this game? Yeah, no, that, that game, having Rodrigo and Camavinga come on, they're both young players, a lot of energy, very passionate. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for them, so they wanted to take advantage of that going in. They put in an insane performance, Rodrigo with a header goal, which is unheard of. Um, I think that that bench is young. They're going to be fresh. They're going to want to show off in probably the biggest stage they'll be in for at least a few years. Um, and another point I wanted to point out as well was Real Madrid's center backs, whether it be Militao, Alaba, Nacho Fernandez, they're not they're not tall center backs. They're not gonna they're, they're not gonna score goals off corner kicks, and that's where Liverpool, with Trent being one of the best crossers in the world, if not the best, taking corner kicks with the likes of Kanate, Van Dijk, Matip going in there, who have in the recent months scored, I believe it at least more than five goals off corner kicks, I think. I think that'll be a big, um, yeah, that'll really impact the game. I, I see Liverpool scoring from a corner kick. You know, we talk a lot about the, that midfield battle again, right? You're looking at Liverpool, right? They're going to have to start, obviously, Henderson, obviously, maybe Thiago, you know, really going to see who's in there. But I think the big issue for me, and I know Finn kind of will piggyback on this, Fabinho sitting in that CDM spot, right? You're, you're comparing to him, you're comparing Casemiro. Obviously, Casemiro is by far the better player. So, uh, Finn, what do you really think about that matchup, you know, in terms of those two Brazilian teammates? Who do you think is going to have the better game, and who's more important to each other's game plan? Well, they're both CDM, so I wouldn't say it's much of a matchup. Um, I think... Uh, Real Madrid's going to play a counter-attacking game, so Fabinho, who, in my opinion, is just a lazy player, um, as composed as he is, <laughs> and as good of a one-on-one defender as he is, he's not going to backtrack and cover Benzema on the counter because he's not um, sitting that deep when they play offense, even though he should. Um, so I think it's more about uh, the center backs being able to defend, and then Castanero's definitely going to play a big role defending, um, not allowing Thiago or Keita if he plays, hopefully not, but not allowing... Tiago to be a uh, factor in the game and scoring any long shots. Well, we'll compare uh, some more players in a little bit when we do the uh, combined 11s, but uh, Seamus, anything else you want to add before we get into the combined 11s? Yeah, I guess I, I didn't touch on this fully uh, at the beginning, but the, the manager matchup, I needed to uh, Carlo, the Real Madrid manager, he, uh, big big thing with him, he's a player's coach and he puts the players first and he always talks about it, he lets the players make big decisions and, and just kind of hands the keys, keys to the bus to the players. And I think in big games like this, when you have guys like Luka Modric who have been around the block, they've seen it, they've been World Cup final, Champions League, they've done everything, they've accomplished everything. You have guys like that uh, on your side that you're letting make key decisions and lead the team into battle. Um, I think that's where he holds the edge. And I think, I just think this Real Madrid, the, the experience factor, like if we're, if we were to compare it to the sports that I probably know better, like hockey or football, like the teams that have been there and done that and seen every little, every single, you know, scenario that you could possibly been in like the Tom Brady's of the world the Sidney Crosby of the world they they always come through in the biggest moments and I think Real Madrid just I think they have the edge there I, I think that between the manager and the players they the experience I think is getting underrated here even though they might not have the higher FIFA rating I do think they have the experience their FIFA rating isn't bad but yeah their players do have some big egos and their manager definitely controls that very well I think one thing that I found interesting that I heard on another podcast that the Gavin Jewell show is Liverpool did not beat any of the top four teams in England this year. They tied Man City twice, 2-2. They tied Spurs twice, 1-1 and 2-2. In the league, they tied Chelsea twice, 1-1 and 2-2. And then they played Chelsea in both the uh, Carabao Cup and FA Cup finals, and that finished 0-0 after four hours. So Liverpool, they do come into this game big favorites. They're plus 110. Real Madrid's plus 240. But if you actually look this season, they haven't beaten the best teams on their schedule. So the best team they would have been this year would have been, I guess, Inter Milan. But he had anything to add to that uh, interesting fact before we go on to the combined 11s? 
Well, uh, I think that... Any cause for concern? I think that Man City and, uh, I mean, obviously Real Madrid beat both of those teams. Um, and it's obviously different circumstances of league and a knockout tournament. Um, but I think that in terms of the, the big games, we see two finals against Chelsea. Um, they were able to to get the get the like win both tournaments, which is what matters in these situations. Um, uh, it's more about the end result than how you get there, in a sense. Uh, but it's definitely something interesting, um, which I hadn't um, specifically thought about myself. But uh, I'm still confident in the team, and I actually think that this this experience factor, like I'd say that probably half of the Real Madrid uh, starting lineup um, are some of those that's, that's been there for a longer time. Um, the three in the midfield, Benzema, Carvajal, and uh, Courtois. Uh, and what I think Liverpool also has more experience than they're being given credit by uh, because, I mean, for players like, basically the whole lineup has been here before, and some of them, it's their third time in the Champions League final. So they've, they're also used to these big games and for these big situations, big moments. And, um, and they've learned very well how to manage these moments. And even when they're not at their best, they're able to pull off the results so, uh, from, from, from what I've seen in the past. So I'm very confident in that. All right, so it wouldn't be a big game if we didn't do a combined 11. So let's start with uh, Bernardo's combined 11, and then we can just uh, edit the players that we don't agree with and go off of his. So Bernardo, give us your uh, Liverpool-Real Madrid combined starting 11. Yeah, so in goal, I think it's, um, it's, uh, it's really close. They're, they're two different types of keepers, in my opinion. Um, Courtois is more of the keeper that will make a save like in the top corner and stretch out and make a spectacular save. And Allison is more, uh, I think that his, basically his best attribute is one-on-one situations. He <clears throat> saved a lot of goals and a lot of chances of like players trying to shoot it around him or dribble around him. And he's, he's done really well. He's, it's one of his main strengths, I think. I say it's pretty close. So I, I, I say either one, I'll go Allison just because I'm biased, but um, I think it's really interchangeable in this case. Uh, Right back, I think it's, I mean, it's Trent, uh, no discussion really. Um, No need to talk about it anymore. Carvajal is really good, uh, but obviously he's getting older and he's um, regressing with time as well. So currently Trent is by far the better right back. Uh, center and center back was obviously uh, Virgil is the unanimous pick, and for the second slot, um, I also think it's really close between. Uh, I'd say all four options really: Militao, Alaba, Kanate, and Matip. Um, I think that if I had to pick one uh, currently, I probably pick David Alaba or or um, Joel Matip. But again, I would just go. My tip because I'm biased, but I think it's really it's really close and inter- interchangeable as well. And then left back, uh, obviously I go Robertson um, over Mendy. Uh, Robertson has been more consistent throughout the years, um, both in offense and in defense. Um, uh, he runs all over the pitch, goes back and forth the whole game, and doesn't get tired, which is very uh, very very incredible in my opinion. So he definitely gets a spot there for me. Midfield, I'd go Casemiro, Luka Modric, and um, I, I'm going to say Thiago. I think he, he has been uh, better when I watched him this season. Uh, at the beginning of the season, he wasn't. He picked up an injury. He missed a, couple, a bit of time, but he's been spectacular, um, from, especially from January until now. So I'm picking him over... Tony Cruz, and then attack. Um, I think there's various ways to look at it um, because obviously you have Mane that's a left winger by nature, but he's playing striker currently in the last couple games. But I'm gonna go with uh, Salah, uh, Mane, and Benzema as my front three. And uh, I mean Vinicius Junior. He he has his, had his first really really good season. Um, 
in terms of his performance and his consistency. So I think that he he's getting uh, to a really good level, especially so so young. So I think he definitely has consideration, but just for for the for the seasons they had before and for the cur current season as well, I think Mane would take his spot. Benzema obviously is a no-brainer uh, as striker. Um, it is ridiculous season he's had both in the league and especially in the Champions League knockouts and Salah as well uh, despite um, be, being better in the first half of the season and having some struggles recently I think he's definitely the pick at right wing. Finn any uh, changes you'd make to that team? Uh, yeah I don't think Matip gets in there um, he doesn't even get in his own team during the Champions League so that was kind of a ridiculous pick <laughs> by a long shot um, he's definitely not going to be playing this game against Benzema Lukaku made him look pretty bad honestly Lukaku backed him down like so that was terrible uh if it's a Champions League game I'd either put Kanate, Alaba or um Militao I don't know center backs like crazy um I'd probably go Militao he's Brazilian um I liked Casemiro Modric uh I like the Allison pick as well over Courtois um but that's definitely interchangeable uh, I don't love Thiago being in there. I think I would take, probably take Cruz, um, just because that midfield is so special. Like they've won so many Champions Leagues together for a reason. I don't know, no reason to switch out Cruz for Thiago, in my opinion. Um, and then up top, uh, since it's a hypothetical and we're on current form, I'm definitely going Luis Diaz on the left wing. He can't not be in here. Uh, Benzema can't miss, and then it comes down to Mane and Salah, and on current form, I'm definitely going Mane. So, that's what I would switch out, but otherwise I thought Bernardo did well, with all his bias included, that wasn't bad. Smalley, what would your uh, team look like? Honestly, I wouldn't change much from Finn's team. Um, like he said, you know, that center back spot is definitely not going to Matip. I personally think it's either going to Alaba or Adam Melitao. I think you can't discount what they've done this year, especially in the Champions League. Um, at center back for Real Madrid. For, so for me, I think I'm going to take Alba with that, that experience he had at Bayern Munich, uh, obviously winning a huge Champions League. Uh, for me as well, Thiago definitely goes, doesn't go into the team. Um, for me, it's either going to be Kroos. I, I'd like to put a three-man midfield of, of all the Real Madrid midfielders. Um, or Jordan Henderson. I think he's definitely special in the, in the Liverpool midfield. He brings a lot of leadership to them. Um, but for me, it is going to go to Kroos there. Obviously, Luis Diaz, I completely agree with. I think Salah plays at the right wing. Benzema up top. And then I really do think that we have to look at our goalkeepers, right? Um, Allison, Courtois, they're really a big toss-up. For me, I'm only going Courtois because of the forwards they're playing, right? You know, you have Salah, who's going to be looking to cut in on that left foot and, and take shots up toward the corner, which I think Courtois is going to deal with very, very well. Um, same with Mane. He's going to do something very, very similar. And I don't think Liverpool have you know, a striker who's going to be able to poach as well as, as people people think. If Roberto Firmino starts, he's going to be a lot more creator. Um, so for me, I'm going to go with Courtois just because of the matchup. But again, complete toss-up. They're two of the best keepers in the world. Um, that's just kind of how, I, how where I stand. Jose, what are your thoughts on the combined 11? So when I think of a combined 11, I'm, I'm not thinking about it from the sense of combined 11 in general. I'm thinking about it for a UCL final. So I would put Courtois in net simply because he's, the way Real Madrid have been playing, they, are, they have received more than 15 shots a game in the last UCL games, and Courtois has really <laughs> stood up and kept them in those games. I don't think Allison's been presented with those opportunities. Um, Villarreal scored twice on them. I, I just, I can't see Allison taking the, the pressure. Not that it's going to be there, but I think Courtois is going to have a, a, a bigger impact on the game. Than Allison will. Um, I'll take Albat center back as well. That that Real Madrid defense isn't great, and I think Alba's been a big part of keeping them in this UCL, not conceding a million goals. Um, so I'll take him in there as well. I'll keep the Madrid back um, midfield simply because of the experience. Um, I think these are big game players, and I I think those three are going to be a huge factor in whether or not Real Madrid can stay in this game. Um, the Vinicius Jr. and Luis Diaz, despite my bias, is very difficult as Vinny's going to present a lot of threats to Trent and Van Dyke simply just because of his speed. Um, he'll be able to create a lot of opportunities for Madrid through that. But I think Luis Diaz will 
be the most passionate player on the field, given that this is first time going into a <laughs> UCL um, final. You saw it against Villarreal. He came in. Liverpool was looking lazy. They were looking too confident. He came in their second half. They scored three goals. He had a goal and assist. He just brings that fire that I think you need in a UCL final, despite the inexperience. I keep Benzema in there. And on current form, I guess, on the right wing, Salah doesn't have much much competition with Rodrigo. He did have those those two goals against City, but I don't think he'll ever do that again in his career. Um, so I'll keep I'll keep Salah there with with possibly Mane taking over um, his spot. But, but yeah, Seamus, anything you want to add to the combined elevens? I'm not going to change anything that we already got, but I will say I wanted to add. Um, <clears throat> I think Sadio Mane is one of the most underrated players um, in the world, probably. I think you look at all the guys that produce like he does, goals, assists, whatever, like year after year, and they all get, I mean, they're all super hyped. And Sadio Mane just doesn't get any hype for whatever reason. I feel like he gets kind of overshadowed by playing alongside Salah. And I don't know, whatever reason, he feels like he doesn't get a ton of hype. And maybe he's not like the cockiest or loudest guy in the world, or I don't know what it is. but. Um, I think Sadio Mane is a beast and super underrated. I think he's um, a huge part of why Liverpool is so good and just doesn't get talked about enough. And I feel like we haven't talked about it a lot. So that's the only thing I had to add. Sadio Mane, I think, is one of the best players in the world. And very underrated. He definitely gets into my combined 11. Yeah, um, if I telling that, I think, I think Mane deserves to be in the 11. I think the issues that he's been playing as a, as a center striker for... Um, Liverpool, and when you put the matchup between Benzema and Mane, I'd take Benzema any day of the week. Um, if we weren't in this, if both teams didn't have a 4-3-3, I would definitely take two strikers with Mane and, and Benzema. Mane, Mane, I see being the guy that scores the winning goal for Liverpool if anyone was to do it. So, Yeah, uh, I would also go with Thibaut Courtois on that, just because Allison can get a little erratic with his feet. And I think maybe he could kind of blow the game with a bad pass or slips or something. So he's definitely a, a little bit more risky on the ball than Thibaut Courtois. So I would go with Courtois. Uh, this back line, I would definitely do Alexander-Arnold Van Dyke. And I'd probably do Davin Alba just because he's won the tournament before. And then Andy Robertson. I'd do the whole round during midfield. And then what Jose just said, I like to keep it by positions instead of just throwing in, like, the best players. Because then whenever you do see these combined 11s, you see, like, wingers playing wing backs and you just have players out of strikers in the midfield and so you have to pick one between Kareem Benzema and, Sa- and uh, Sadio Mane I would do Kareem Benzema I'd have Salah on the right wing I do think even though he hasn't had the best of form he can still win you a game at any moment when you don't expect it and then I would probably go Vinicius Jr. on the left wing over Luis Diaz he does have uh, 17 goals and 10 assists and 35 Liga games this year so I would go with Vinicius Jr. Uh, on the left wing also, we didn't uh, usually on the bottom of the screen when you have the uh, combined 11s is the manager. So uh, let's go around the table again. Bahia, who are you going with your, uh, your manager? Uh, I think I go with Klopp. Uh, Ancelotti has a great history. Um, and I mean, in, in the sport in general and in the Champions League. Uh, but I think that, especially in the second game against Man City, throughout the whole game really. Real Madrid looked completely disorganized and outclassed and tactically. Um, and it was, it was really a miracle that they were able to, to get that result because they, they were all over the place. Like there, was, there were no positions being played after like the 70th minute <laughs> of the game. Um, so I think that Klopp uh, tactically is able to keep his team more consistent in that way. Um, and that will be something that's important uh, in a game like this. Ben, who's your uh, manager of your combined 11? I'll go with Klopp, and I, uh, I love what Bernardo said there. I remember texting someone at some point, um, Benzema's the best player in the world. Look at that. He's covering right back right now. <laughs> that probably shouldn't be being said in, like, the 100th minute. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely go with Klopp, and uh, I'll throw in a bold take of Ancelotti and Rodrigo, let that final two minutes get to their head that they're both – tactical geniuses and Rodrigo's a super sub I think Madrid will be down late Rodrigo's gonna come on and instead of scoring a goal he's just gonna get a quick yellow or red and come right back off so Smaller, who's your manager 
I think we're really discounting uh, what Carl Ancelotti has been able to do over his entire career. Um, personally, I am still going to take Jurgen Klopp. I think he's the better manager. I think he's the younger manager, and I think he brings a lot of experience to the uh, to the table um, with the players that he manages. Um, Carl Ancelotti obviously has a stellar career, an unbelievable um, UCL career, especially. He's obviously won all five major leagues, but to me, I think you got to come into this with some fresher ideas and I feel like Ancelotti has shown that on certain occasions it's up to the players to produce he doesn't always have a plan I think Jurgen Klopp's going to come out with a better plan and I think as a manager I would rather have that than just leaving it to the players Jose I'm going to take Ancelotti on this one just because I think that if Madrid are going to stay in this final and have a chance at winning it he's going to have to pull off a nice some nice tactics because club club I think I think he could just go into the locker room before the game just scream in excitement and say let's let's go like this is this is our time and that's all he'll need because he just brings that energy to the team and Ancelotti might not um, but I think Ancelotti just he he's gonna have to deserve to be in this combined 11 in order to get a result um, so not saying he will but but that's, I think that's the only chance Real Madrid will have against this really talented Liverpool side. James, I think I know where you stand on this one. Yeah, I already talked about it. I like Ancelotti, I think. I mean, he's literally accomplished everything you could possibly accomplish as a manager for a reason. I think like you talk about like the tactics or whatever, like you know, maybe he's not as good as Klopp with his clipboard. I don't, I don't really care about that. I think when it comes down to it, 90th minute, you know, you're down a goal. And he's saying, instead of these players that have been held scoreless for 90 minutes, say, like they were last game, they're, they're going to get frustrated if Klopp is like, all right, we're going to run this play. Uh, <laughs> stay in your position. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't Wait, these stupid tactics. You put in Divock Origi. What? Bring in Origi. That's what he does. Yeah, I don't, Klopp will be all over his clipboard on his calculator, writing down things, reading off the notebook. I don't really care what he's doing. Ancelotti is just going to say, you're the best player in the world. Just go, go play. Go play ball. Do what you do. That's going to limit the frustration if they're in a tight situation. They've been <laughs> held scoreless, in my opinion. And it shows. I mean, Benzema, the assist he had on that game-tying goal, or maybe it was, I forget which one it was, but in that semifinal, was incredible. And I think if you have players like that, just let them play. In championship games, it won't get to their head. They won't, they won't be sweating too much. They won't, it's not white-knuckle time. They're just playing ball. He's letting them be themselves. And, you know, I think... I think this is a unique situation that in a championship neutral site final compared to like a game against West Ham at home on a random Saturday in January. It's just different. And I think Ancelotti's proven that over the last however many, 20 years or whatever. He's won three Champions League already. I mean, I don't know. It speaks for itself. The resume speaks for itself. So I'm taking him any day of the week. Yeah, I'd probably go with uh, Klopp. I mean, Ancelotti was lucky that his team wasn't down 8-2 to two after the first leg against Man City. They could have easily conceded eight goals there. But uh, Klopp did lose a bunch of finals as a manager, but he's kind of turned that around. Now, I want to I pick one thing up, actually, uh, kind of a specialty around this. Bernardo kind of picked up on it before, but who do you guys feel like are going to be the uh, the big game subs that you're going to be looking for? Obviously, for me, I'm looking at Divock Origi. I'm looking at Kamavinga. I think those are the two guys that are going to change the game, one for each team. Um you know, let me know what your thoughts are. I mean, that was like Liverpool's biggest game this year was against Man City on the road, and Luis Diaz didn't even start in that game. So if I was picking the team, I would actually put Luis Diaz on the bench because I think if you bring him on in the 60th minute, and if the game goes to extra time, which a bunch of these Liverpool finals have been going to extra time, I think Luis Diaz's fresh legs in extra time could be a big factor, and I would start Jota. But I don't know if that's. I think that gives Liverpool more dynamic weapons from the bench if Luis Diaz is playing from the bench. So I would put Luis Diaz on the bench, even though he's probably, if Liverpool, he's probably in Liverpool's best team. If that makes any sense. Uh, I like that PJ. Um, I would do the inverse. I would uh, start Diaz, just try and get the win up front, and then if not, um, we've seen back-to-back finals. I don't remember if Jota took a pen in the previous one, but I know he took one in one of them, and he smash it home so I know I would just sub in Jota in the 80th 70th if it goes to pen Jota's gonna snipe his pen if not he plays like a headless chicken he just sprints around shoots everything that comes to him so I think I think Jota's a great sub and then for Madrid I, Rodrigo's not a super sub he got lucky with two tap-ins uh, 
<laughs> his team around him is phenomenal. I, I guess Kamavinga could be a good sub, but I don't know if they have anyone that... I guess, I guess if you want a late goal, bring in Rodrigo. But I would say Kamavinga could be a sub just because your midfield is combined age 350. So <laughs> bring in some youth. And uh, But I don't know if you want him taking pens. So maybe Madras super uh-huh. sub. I think this, if I, I might be mistaken, I think Smalley said that Haramjid had the edge on, like, the bench side of things, really, and I completely disagree. Like, uh, I think that they do have good pieces, like Rodrigo. I don't know if Hazard would be available. He'll probably, like, sprain his ankle or something before the game. Um, <laughs> but if he does, then he, I mean, he, we've seen what he can do before, even though he hasn't shown it um, in a long time. So he could, could be interesting, you know, um, but... On Liverpool, you have Jota, Firmino, and Origi on the attacking side. You have some good um, midfield options. If uh, Thiago is able to start, then you have Keita maybe coming off the bench. Milner um, can put in a shift. (laughs) (laughs) Take a few yellow cards for the team. But especially on the attacking side, I think Liverpool's options are much better, especially if they're down. Um, If they're not down as well, I think... Um, there's no he usually doesn't doesn't make much many changes if Liverpool are down except when it's like the 85th minute to waste time um, on the attacking side which would be the more important situation I think that Liverpool definitely have the edge anybody want to add to the bench discussion yeah so I, I want to revert back to the Luis Diaz not starting uh, comment um, every every time Luis Diaz has come on he's made an impact that's right as a substitution but He's had to do that because the team without him was in a losing situation or just not not performing with the standard. And any manager in a, in a Champions League final, it's one game, it's 90 minutes, preferably for the winning side. Um, you want that type of player to be in from the start, not have to revert to being down in order to bring him on. Um, and then looking at the benches, I'd say a player that's being extremely overlooked is Valverde. I think... If, if anyone's ever watched the Real Madrid game, anytime he's come down, it came on. Anytime he started, um, that man just runs. He is an engine. He does not get tired. He offers an offensive threat. He helps out defensively. Um, I see him starting over Rodrigo, but if he doesn't, I see him coming on as a substitution, picking up that Real Madrid midfield, giving him that energy that the, the older players might not offer. So I would, I would take Real Madrid's bench simply because they have players that will bring in that energy rather than Liverpool who have Jota and Firmino who can get a get a few goals possibly, but they're not going to create like a huge impact on the team. Sure, is there anything to add to the bench? I don't have a ton to add to the bench. I honestly don't really know who would sub on. For, like, I know the guys and the names on the bench, but, I mean, Ox, ain't, Ox isn't coming on the field. Is, is Marco Asensio an option? Uh, he came on against Manchester City. He he scored a goal in Champions League final in 2018, I believe, he did. or 2017. He did. So I like that. I like the history the there. Sleeper off the bench. He, he, picked, off the he bench. picked up a few injuries after that. So one thing I want to talk about is a uh, kind of trash talking and motivation and bulletin board material, and that came from uh, Mo Salah in the uh, interview after they advanced to the Champions League final against Villarreal. He was on a British television. And they asked him who he'd want to play in the Champions League final. And, you know, most players say, eh, we'll play who we play, we can get who we get, and we'll play anybody. But Mo Salah, he did not say that. He said he wanted Real Madrid because they lost to Real Madrid in the last final and Sergio Ramos took out his shoulder. So, uh, Bahia, what do you think of uh, Mohamed Salah? And then after, the, uh, after Real Madrid advanced, Mohamed Salah quickly on every single social media page tweeted out, put on Instagram, we have a score to settle. Do you, uh, you like this? Because obviously it's being seen by the, uh, the Real Madrid players. Uh, I don't think... I don't think I don't think much of it. I think uh, most of it is about the fact that I mean, it ruined a potential like perfect ending to a incredible season he had, a historic season, where he broke the Premier League record for um, single uh, for goals in a single season. He scored over ten goals in Champions League. Um, all that campaign, all of three Liverpool forwards score more than ten goals in in the competition. Um, and he was taken out of that game pretty early. And it also ruined the World Cup for him because he had to miss, I believe, either the first or the second game. Uh, or Either the first and second game or just the first 
Um, and then he had probably, I think he most likely wasn't 100% when he did play. Um, so it, it, it kind of ruined that for him. It's probably something that he, he like, wishes he could do to be different in his career was not getting injured because then of all the effects that happened uh, with him not being able to play the final, not being able to play the World Cup after qualifying Egypt after I think it was about 30 years they hadn't been or maybe more. Um, I'm not 100% sure of the exact time, but I mean, I think that uh, it, it can be seen as fuel for the Real Madrid players, but like, honestly, they were already motivated as it is. Like, I don't think it's going to be a huge mental edge or anything. I think it's it's more about um, uh, himself um, and the and also the team because you've played a team before and you lost them. Um, you want to beat them and and you know get that get that edge back, especially playing two different finals. So, anyone make a, more of the trash talking than Bernardo does? Um, no, I think I'm on the same page as him. I think both teams have been sidetracked with uh, outside. Uh, missions. I think Liverpool trying to win the league and kind of lose it in the last 10 minutes, that's fuel to the fire because um, it's not youth sports. That's not going to discourage them. And then Real Madrid are the same way with the whole Mbappe saga. They're not going to – They you saw on social media, I thought it was a little weird, but they were all hating on him and coming together with Dalla Madrid and all that. So <laughs> um, I think both teams have a lot they want to um, quiet the doubters on over the last week or so. Um and I think this solid thing isn't even in, like, top three things that Real Madrid would be using right now because they seemed overly locked in on Mbappe. They think they're still holding on to that, so. Anybody else have anything to add? Uh, yeah. yeah. You can go first. Uh, yeah, no, I was going to say, I don't think Saul was trying to talk trash about Real Madrid. I think he was just more scared of having to face City for, like, the fifth time this year. Um, the way I see the City versus Liverpool matchup, I see Liverpool coming out if it was a semifinal with two games, but in one game, I think Man City can keep the ball, which um, Liverpool are not used to. They, uh, City could just keep the ball um, and outplay Liverpool. So I think Saul was more scared of that rather than wanting to play Real Madrid for a revenge game. I, think I completely disagree with that because City hasn't even beaten Liverpool this season, um, the games they played. Um, Liverpool was up top at Anfield, and De Bruyne scored a deflective goal, which, I mean, all merit to him, but... Liverpool um, much rather play Real Madrid than Manchester City. I don't disagree, but he's not scared of Manchester City. He's a professional soccer player. He doesn't care. I mean, he might care who he plays, but he's not scared of anyone. You know, they've played them before. They know how they play. Um, and the only, the only game that they haven't tied this season, Liverpool won. So, I think that... Um, he might rather play Real Madrid because of the history, but I don't think that <laughs> no one's scared of anyone. I don't know. Personally, for me, obviously, I agree with Finn. You know, both teams have a lot riding on this. Obviously, they both have different motivations for winning. Um, for me, I don't think the Salah comment matters too, too much. I just think, you know, this is something that, as a professional player, especially one of the top of your game, you know, Adding any fuel to the fire for any team is not always the wisest decision. We've seen countless Bolton board material type things going on in multiple different major league sports. Um, so the fact that he added any fuel to the fire uh, might not be in his best interest. On top of that, obviously, Salah did have an incredible year, but recently, recent form, you know, he's dropped off a little bit. And you just have to think, you know, he was the one who put out this tweet, put out this Instagram post, you know. He is now kind of mounting his own pressure for himself to perform really well when there was really no need to do it. He could have just stayed quiet, not done anything, kept it in the team, kept it in the locker room, and I think that would have done a lot better for him in terms of, you know, how he's going to perform in this game. Obviously, though, in terms of the matchup itself, I don't think it really matters as much as what both teams have been going through. James? Um, I got two things I want to talk about. One, I would say, I don't think losing... The Premier League has, like, a huge motivation factor for Liverpool just because, like, I think these players are going to – they're waking up for the Champions League final no matter what. But I will say, had they have won, it's such a quick turnaround. And, like, we've seen – Finn was sending videos of Jack Grealish from Man City celebrating the Premier League title. It's, like, these guys are on, like, a 10-day bender after winning this <laughs> league. Like, 
And I know that Liverpool wouldn't have done that as much probably because they have this game obviously to prepare for, but I think not winning is beneficial for sure. Not because of extra motivation, but because it prevents them from partying and just like kind of feeling like, oh, like we already, I don't know. There's no like for Liverpool, it's like the season's not like they're so locked into this game. Like they have something left to accomplish. Whereas if they had won the league, like a celebration, it might be tough to get back into that mindset of like, oh, we have to wake up for another game again. Like we have to get ready. We have to go practice for the next two weeks. Um, And then the other thing I want to talk about. Another distraction that we haven't brought up, I don't think, is Salah's contract. He's been asked about it a ton uh, the last week, from what I've seen, because uh, I believe after next season uh, his contract expires and he hasn't been offered a new contract or something like that. Um, there's, there's some weird thing with his contract where he might be done at Liverpool after next season or whatever, um, and he keeps getting asked about that, and he's like, oh, I want to be at Liverpool. I want to be at Liverpool, but it kind of seems like Liverpool might not be willing to pay him what he wants. Um, so I don't know if that's a distraction for him. Um, maybe definitely could play an impact uh, mentally, um, just being asked about it so much. Um, but like for sure, like the Mbappe whole thing, I will say with the Mbappe thing, that kind of plays into what I feel like is the vibe around Real Madrid lately is like a club, like the club first, players individual, name on the back second. Um, even though they all have huge egos for sure. Uh, that's clear, like, it's like it's, kind of they all have a common enemy in Bappe. It's like, oh like screw him, he doesn't want to join us. We're better than him as a team anyway. Like check the scoreboard. Like we don't need him. Um and that kind of just plays into the vibe that I got from the game against Man City where it's just like this club is so special and like this it's all about Real Madrid and like we love this team. Um whatever. Like it's just it's special to play here. It's special to be part of this. So um I definitely I think Real Madrid I think kinda has less outside distraction just based off Liverpool losing the league and the Salah contract and I think the Mbappe thing might help them honestly yeah now with Salah and Mane's contract also expires after the next season so those their futures uncertain that's why I kind of thought it was a big legacy game for Liverpool because you don't know how long uh, this team will be together anybody else want to say anything before we get to our official predictions uh yeah Benzema for bulletin board material Benzema recently it's like today or yesterday was talking about how Liverpool fans have already Treat this game as a foregone conclusion, um, as Liverpool's won. Uh, so he's trying to create his own bulletin board material. So I do like the fire that Madrid's trying to bring before this even starts, because I would love to see a media week like the Super Bowl has, because I don't think this Salah thing has anything to do with it. I think it's probably more Salah versus Salah, because he's been a ghost. <laughs> Let's get to official predictions. Uh, Bernardo, get us started. Uh, I'm going to say... Liverpool, 2-1. Ben? 1-1, Liverpool and Pence. Smalley? I think this game is going to be an offensive an offensive game. I think it's going to end 4-3 with Madrid on top. I think you really got to think about the, the game that Benzema is going to play, and I really got to think, you know, both defenses have their their limits, especially going against some of the players they're going against on offense. Jose? Yeah, I think considering it's a... Champions League final, I think there will be one goal in the game, and I think Liverpool will have it, so 1-0 Liverpool. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Real Madrid in extra time. I think Luis Diaz will score. I think Benzema will score, and I think Modric gets the game winner. Smalley, going back to your prediction, uh, 4-3 to Real Madrid will get you plus 11,000 odds. So you can uh, get a good cash out if that ever happens. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 1-1 after 90 minutes, and I think Liverpool will score on a set piece that uh, Jose was mentioning earlier in the show and win uh, two to one. All right, so to end, I have uh, 10 props that we can uh, quickly go around the table. Uh, so some of these are good, some of these we'll see how much you like them. Uh, the first question is, will Casemiro get booked? Yes. 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 No. Yeah, so why not, yeah. I'm gonna say yes. So Finn, you're on an island on that one. Uh, will there be a penalty kick awarded? Uh, I don't say no. No. I'm gonna say yes. You have I'm seven say, goals, so you need to penalty kick to be one. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. I think there's gonna be two. I think it's gonna be one on each side. Finn? No, but Salah will call for fifty. <laughs> I'll go no. I'm gonna go no as well. Uh, who will have the most passes completed in order between Thiago, assuming he plays Tony Kroos and Luka Modric? I think it will be Thiago number one for the fact that I think Liverpool have the ball more than Real Madrid, uh, Modric and Kroos. 
Was that? Yeah, I'd say any 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 player in the Liverpool midfield over the Madrid. Um, so I guess Thiago in this case, and then probably Modric over Kroos. I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm gonna go Thiago first. Obviously, I do think Kroos is gonna have more <laughs> passes than Modric. So that's my opposite. I'm gonna go those two at the end. So, I think so, it's gonna so, go Thiago, Kroos, Modric. So the same as Jose. And Jose Modric. I have Modric first, okay. but Fence. I guess very opposite. Um, I'll go Modric, just that I think Liverpool might score early, and then it's Real Madrid. Shit job. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Thiago first, because I trust your guys' opinion. And then I'm going Cruz, uh, <laughs> just because I read something earlier about how Cruz, there's some type of the pressing way that Liverpool plays. Cruz is going to have the ball on him. He's sending a lot of cross-field passes. Uh, to counter that, I guess, and then Modric third. I'll go Thiago, Kroos, Modric. All right, this one, first goal score over under 10.5 jersey number. So if you have, if their jersey number is above 10.5, so you have like Salah, Vinicius, Jota, it's, uh, your boy Trent, uh, Al- uh, Robertson, under 10.5 would be like Mane, uh, Kroos, Modric, uh, Benzema. So take a Alaba, Militao. So, uh, first goal score? First goal score. Over, under, 10.5 jersey number. Uh, I'll go under. <clears throat> I'll go over, but you can make that 22 and a half because Luis Diaz is getting the goal. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. I think Luis Diaz st- starts scoring on <clears throat> over. Ben? Under, either Van Dyke or Benzema. I'm a small and Jose. I got Luis Diaz scoring the first goal, so over. I'm, I'm also going to go over, although I think Mane could, could get it. Uh, number five, will we have a pitch invader? Yes. Yeah, that's a guarantee. Absolutely. Yeah, saw some guy on TikTok, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm, I'm going to say no. I think we have good security. All right, uh, <laughs> team, team to make the first substitution. Uh, Real Madrid. I'd say Liverpool. Um, This is a tough one. I think I'm going to go to Madrid. I think they're going to be down early, and I think they're going to want to replace whoever's starting our right wing, whether that's Valverde or Rodrigo. The other one's going to come on. I, I like Smalley's there, especially if Rodrigo starts when Ancelotti realizes he's awful. Uh, I, I like Madrid to take Rodrigo off at half. Uh, um, I'll go Liverpool. I feel like someone's going to get hurt. I think the Thiago guy <laughs> plays. Thiago has a Achilles injury, so I think he's going to play. He's going to aggravate it. He's coming off early. I, I think I'm going to go Liverpool, too, because they probably have more options off the bench if they need to change the game quicker. Uh, halftime result. Will either team be winning or will be tied? Say tie. I think Liverpool is going to make a statement and score in the first half. Smalling? I'm going to say that it's going to be 2-1 to one Liverpool. And then Real Madrid won the second half 3-2? Yes. Uh, 3-1? Yes. Oh, That's going to be insane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like one of the teams to be up. Um, my, my game prediction probably calls for Liverpool, but I, I'm now feeling Ben's my early goal, so I'll go, I'll go Madrid. But it's not going to be tied, I don't think. Uh, I like Liverpool at one nothing at half, just to choke it away at the end. I like uh, I like it to be tied. Uh, first goal scored before or after the 29th minute, before or after 29 zero zero on the clock. Uh, before. I'd say after. I'm gonna go with two before. Two before. <laughs> that makes sense. With four three. Okay. I'll, I'll ride with Smalley. I like before and I like one before, like the seven minute mark. So. Yeah, I like before, too, Luis Diaz. I'm going to go after. I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, all right, so this is going to be hard to keep track of, and it could be equal. But after kickoff and before the final whistle, will there be more camera cutaway shots of Jurgen Klopp or Carlo Ancelotti? Klopp. This is the better reactions. I'd say Ancelotti simply because they're going to show him panicking when Liverpool's up one now. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to say, uh, what was the timestamps? Uh, after kickoff and before the final whistle. I'm going to go with Klopp. I think what's going to end up happening is he likes the camera. I think they're going to go up early and then lose towards the end. I think they're going to be showing his ridiculous <laughs> reactions towards the end of the game. Uh, I'll go with Ancelotti. Um, I think when it goes to pens, it's really going to be decided. I think they're going to show a lot of Salah crying after he misses his. That's going to be no Klopp, all Salah. Like, just so much Salah. And they're going to flip the Ancelotti eyebrows and it's going to be Ancelotti. He's going to win that at the buzzer. I definitely like Klopp in this by landslide. He knows exactly where every camera on the pitch is. <laughs> he is. He's going to be milking it all about himself, 
gotta show the cameras. Get on Twitter. Get on Sky Sports, or whatever. Yeah, that's Klopp's MO. I think it'll be Klopp as well. All right, last question: Will either team have a two goal lead at any stage in the match? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Liverpool. No, I don't know. It's the final. I think absolutely it'll happen. I'll go no. I'll go no. I'm going no. I'm going no as well. I think it'll be tight. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us.